Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So as I say, the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is up at Stormont on his arrival. This is what he had to say. Good morning, Willis. It's great to be to be here in, in Northern Ireland. And uh, clearly the... Uh, people of Northern Ireland have been without a government, without uh, Stormont for two years and six months. So my, my prime focus this morning is to do everything I can to help that get up and running again, because I think that's profoundly in the interest of people here, uh, every, all the citizens here in, in Northern Ireland. And we'll be, I'll be helping the parties in any way I can to get that going and, and over the line. I expect Brexit may come up a little bit. Uh, I don't rule that out, and uh, I think the crucial thing to stress is that uh, I obviously attach huge importance to the letter, the spirit of the of the Belfast uh, Good Friday Agreement, and uh, we'll be ins- insisting on that. Other than that, it's just it's just fantastic to, to be here. How Thank you very much. How impartial can you be, Prime Minister, given that you've already dined with it's, the DUP? It's, uh, it's all there in the in the Good Friday Agreement. We believe in complete uh, impartiality, and that's what we're going to observe. But the crucial thing is to get this uh, Stormont government up and running again. Thank you. That's the Prime Minister on his arrival going into the meetings. Uh, Brian Rowan's going to speak to us, Amanda Ferguson uh, as well. Uh, Amanda, did I hear him properly when he said that Brexit might come up in the conversation? Yes, I think that's a, a bit of a, a bit of an understatement. We've already heard from the parties this morning that they'll be delivering their uh, message that the, the DUP doesn't speak for the, the whole of Northern Ireland on the issue of Brexit. Um, I think there's going to be a lively day ahead of us. Um, the uh, the Holland and both shipyard workers have already arrived at Carson Statue to, to protest, um, and they're calling for assistance uh, from the Prime Minister. And my understanding is that the border communities against Brexit delegation are on their way. The Prime Minister, will he be paying any heed to protesters, or is he simply including Northern Ireland on this whistle-stop tour, but to him Northern Ireland wouldn't be the most important piece in this complicated jigsaw? Well, I think he's used to protest. We saw in his visit to Scotland and Wales, there was a, a good bit of booing. And I think we, we saw one of the reporters today had posted a, a banner um, over, over the, the motorways, you know, saying Boris, I think it's Boris out of Ireland. So there is a lot of um, sort of anti-Boris sentiment within Northern Ireland. But I imagine he would have his fair share of supporters that would buy into his sort of floppy-haired um, Eton boy uh, shtick. Um, so we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens as, as the day progresses. But I think that it is very much a box ticking exercise that he has to be seen to uh, visit all uh, parts of the, of the UK. And, um, and we heard Arlene Foster this morning saying that that dinner, the, the discussion mainly included the restoration of Stormont, uh, delivering Brexit, and then also she said that there was conversation about strengthening the union between Britain um, and Northern Ireland. So they were the sort of tick points and, and the tick boxes for the DUP. But I can't imagine he'll have just uh, such an easy ride whenever he gets in with the other parties and I believe Sinn Féin's in with him first. Yes, uh, do stay with me, Amanda. Brian Rowan is also uh, joining us. Uh, Brian, good morning. 
Hiya, Frank. Uh, v- very good, Brian. My goodness, you're in a windy, windy corner of Stormont. Maybe I can t- turn you round away from the, the wind if that is if that is at all possible. But uh, Brian, just to, in in relation to um, the the arrival of the the Prime Minister. <laughs> I don't want to sound flippant about this, but does he fully know what he's letting himself in for up at Stormont? Well, I think his interest in this place is the 10 DUP votes he needs at Westminster. Uh, I can't imagine he's across the fine detail of this negotiation. I, I know he's arrived saying that he wants to stress the importance of getting uh, an executive back up and running again, but that's much easier said than, than, than done. Uh, and I don't believe he will make things any easier Uh, Amanda spoke about Brexit. He's on a charge down that road, uh, doing so uh, against the the wishes of a clear majority here. And then you have other issues uh, such as legacy, which which is beginning to unravel. Uh, the RHI question, which hasn't been addressed. Uh, the, The issue of the Irish language, which is still unresolved within these discussions. So I think he's here to show his face. Um... Uh, I'm not sure that uh, he'll have uh, much success uh, in trying to push this negotiation forward. That negotiation will only move if the DUP and Sinn Féin move. How much do the other parties feel that the DUP are pulling his strings? I think that's part of the problem, that people see two negotiations going on here, two two different stages uh, and two different players. So you've got the negotiation here, which is about trying to uh, restore uh, the executive and the assembly. But you also had this conversation going on between uh, the DUP and the Tories. Those 10 DUP votes, very important uh, to, to, to Boris Johnson. Uh, and there is a view that the DUP focus at this stage is, is more on the developments at Westminster than it is on the discussions here uh, at Stormont. There was a bit of optimism Frank, maybe a week, 10 days ago, that, that, it, that uh, they had at last found a gear change in the talks here. Uh, four days of conversations involving uh, Timothy Johnston, the DUP chief executive, and Conor Murphy, uh, Sinn Féin's chief negotiator. That was meant to lead to a further meeting last Wednesday where people had the hope that they would begin to start getting uh, things down on paper. Uh, the beginning of uh, drafting of, of, of possible agreements that, that move through various iterations to, uh, to you eventually arrive at the point of a deal or you don't get a deal. Uh, that meeting didn't take place last Wednesday. That was the day that Boris Johnston became Prime Minister. And I'm told there has been uh, no serious conversation between the DUP and Sinn Féin for a week. So having got a bit of pace into this negotiation and into these talks, all of that has now slowed again. So uh, we're here. It's Boris's day. Um, It's his day in Northern Ireland. Uh, He'll be in and out. uh, uh, And we'll still be left with those issues to be resolved uh, here on the political hill. Now, Michelle O'Neill's in there first, and she'll be saying she's mandated to represent people here in Northern Ireland. The DUP Mm. don't represent all the people. They've got to listen Mm. to her perspective on it, and she'll accuse them of Mm. playing fast and loose with the Good Friday Agreement and all all of that. Uh, Will he actually be listening, or will he be going through his mantras the same way she's going through hers? Does he strike you as a good listener, um, uh, Frank? I think Boris is about Boris. Uh, it's about him. Uh, it's about what he needs in this moment. And what he needs from this place at this moment is the 10 DUP votes. Uh, I, I think there was an important, uh, that was an important 
uh, Sinn Féin gathering yesterday that Mary Lou Macdonald addressed. Uh, I think important not just for the words that she spoke, but in terms of reading the room, um, uh, who was present. And uh, I, I think that speech was putting down a number of markers. One, that while there have been meetings and talks here, there has been little progress. Uh, two, that the, um, the big issues have yet to be faced up to. Uh, I think three, she was uh, uh, making that, uh, uh, outlining the Republican position in terms of a unity referendum. Uh, and, and I think that takes us into a, a third pillar that is, uh, that, that is developing within our politics. No longer just about direct rule or devolution, but there is this New Ireland uh, conversation that is emerging. So we have the, the Brexit conversation uh, and the New Ireland conversation uh, simultaneously becoming louder. Uh, and, and I think in that tug of war, if you like, uh, Frank, uh, if we don't get something here soon, uh, then Stormont could, could fade from the frame. People will move on. Uh, so we've had, we were told that these talks were going to happen in a very uh, narrow window. Uh, that narrow window has been stretched and stretched again. The talks have now crashed into Boris's space. Uh, and my first thought that, 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 I, that I gave you was, in that space, I don't think things are going to be any easier. I think they're going to be more difficult. Uh, and we're, we're in, I think, for a fascinating uh, few months uh, in politics, not just about what's happening here, but that big Brexit question. And then those other unresolved issues. Uh, how, how do they end up in all of this RHI uh, legacy? The NIO is seen as a problem in this negotiation as well uh, because they're seen as being a hostage to that uh, Tory DUP arrangement in London. Just one final point to you, Brian, and then we'll ask the same question to Amanda also. Mm. There's so much talk about a no-deal Brexit. Is there some mm. advantage for Sinn Féin in a no-deal Brexit that would speed people towards a united Ireland? I don't think there's any advantage for anyone in a no-deal uh, uh, Brexit and, and in that sort of chaos. Uh, I think, um, uh, and I mentioned the New Ireland conversation to you, people are listening to Boris Johnson. They're listening to what he's saying uh, about a no-deal. I don't think this is a green and orange uh, conversation that's going on. I think it's a leave and remain conversation that's going on. And we saw that in the European election when there was uh, a very strategic thought through uh, um, um, uh, approach from voters to ensure uh, that a Remain candidate got the third seat, uh, which Naomi Long took. So uh, I, I, I don't see it on green and orange lines. I see it on Remain and Leave lines. And I think the reason that that New Ireland conversation is getting louder and becoming louder is because people uh, don't like what Boris is saying uh, and don't look and don't like what what might be not that far down the road in terms of, uh, of, a, of a no deal Brexit. Would Parliament allow it in London? We don't know. Um, they've said they won't. Uh, and while Boris is saying it at the moment, uh, it may just turn out to be words. But, uh, but I don't think there is any advantage for anyone uh, in, in a no deal uh, Brexit scenario. Okay, Brian, Brian Rowan, thank you very much indeed. Amanda, uh, patiently, I hope, still on the end of her uh, line. Uh, I am uh, thank you. Because uh, I know you're, you're both busy at this present moment. A lot of people do suggest that Sinn Féin will say they, under no circumstances, would ever accept a no deal Brexit and they'll, they'll battle to ensure that it doesn't happen. But there are those who feel that the 
citizens will be so upset after a no-deal Brexit that many who never considered the idea of a united Ireland would look towards the Republic for the safety net of Europe. Yes, well, certainly, you know, increasingly you see that, that uh, Northern Nationals are, are increasingly looking towards the Dublin government for leadership. That is definitely something that is happening and the unity referendum conversation isn't going away. It's not going to go away. It's a question now of when rather than if. The only people that I know that are happy with how Brexit is going at the moment are those, uh, some of the elements on the left who voted for Brexit because they wanted chaos. They're the only people that I see with a smile on their face whenever I'm talking to them about how, um, you know, how everything's proceeding. And certainly even this morning, you know, Michelle O'Neill, it's a, a mainstream National Republican Party in a position of leadership and, you know, in both jurisdictions on the island. They couldn't be seen to be saying that a no deal is something that they would welcome. And as Brian said, uh, a no deal isn't good for anybody. It's not good for the EU. It's not good for Britain. It's not good for Ireland in both jurisdictions. And what Michelle O'Neill was saying this morning is, look, um, you know, people are saying that we, we secretly want no deal because it'll, it'll trigger a border poll. But her argument against that was, and her rejecting that idea was, it's not a very sound basis for building a new agreed Ireland if there's the chaos that would come um, from a no deal. And finally, Amanda, the ordinary Joes and Josephines, what do you think they're most concerned about with the visit today of the Prime Minister? Are they thinking mostly about Brexit or are they thinking about the re-establishing of the executive? Well, some people have checked out. Whenever it comes to Stormont, aren't they aren't particularly interested in, um, in, in, in the restoration of the government because they see it as somewhere that didn't deliver for them in the first place. But certainly Brexit's high on the agenda, but also the bread and butter issues are really important to people in terms of health and education, prosperity. They want jobs. They don't want um, a crash out Brexit and result in, in their children having to, to move to another country to get work. Lots of uh, protests mounting and I'm sure many people uh, echoing support for Boris Johnson as as well, depending on your political perspective. But it sounds like as if he's going to have a busy day today as uh, Amanda and Brian will uh, covering it for all the, the outlets. Uh, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, uh, Brian. Indeed, this is the You Want to... When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Oh, five phone in.